You're listening to the Footprints of Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lawrence. Today on Footprints, we welcome Grace Brown, an incredible female athlete. Grace is an Australian road racing cyclist who currently rides for the UCI women's world team, Michelin Scott. As a recipient of the 13th Amy Gillette Cycling Scholarship in 2018, Grace has had the opportunity to live, train and compete on the world stage across Europe and the United States, all while only having picked up a bike just a few years prior. Pedaling from strength to strength, Grace is here to talk to us today about what female leadership in sport means to her and how her incredible rapid rise to the top has shaped her outlook both in life and sport. Hi, Grace. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Samantha. Thanks for being here. To start off today, could you briefly describe your journey into cycling and how you've gotten to where you are today? Yeah, so it's quite a long but short story, I guess. Growing up, I was fairly involved in sport at school, but particularly got into running, like cross country and athletics, when I was quite young. And I you know, made state teams and did all that all throughout school. And I followed it into uni, but um, sort of had a bad run of injuries and yeah, just lots of ups and downs with running. So in 2015, I had a really bad stress fracture in the head of my femur and I was like, that's it. And yeah, I'd had my dad in my ear and a few other people being like, maybe you should try cycling. It might be a bit better for you. Ah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, um, I got a bike and worked my way up the competitive ranks in female cycling at a national level and then overseas. And, yeah, here I am. <laughs> you never put it down. That was it. <laughs> you started no. and didn't stop. So what were you studying? You said you were running and you sort of kept running while you were at uni before you got into the cycling. What were you studying at uni? So I completed my Bachelor of Arts at Melbourne University and did an honours year in politics and sociology as well. So, And after that, I went into the workforce for a few years. So you weren't ever going out to be a professional cyclist. You know, you were on your way to have this other career and the cycling <laughs> sort of you just happened? Yeah, no, it was never really my goal in life to become a professional sports person. Like I think when I was little, I do remember being like, oh, it'd be awesome to be an Olympian. That's so cool. But I never thought that it would be my path. Basically, I just fell into it a little bit like I was really competitive um, and I saw that I was doing well and sort of ran with it and it worked out. Yeah, it's fantastic. (laughs) So on Footprints, we love talking about everything leadership and learning from our guests about leadership. What does leadership within your team mean to you? Um, Yeah, it's a tricky one in sport, I think, because, you know, Oh, I guess it's the same with any industry that being the best at your job doesn't necessarily make you a leader. So in my team, our best rider isn't necessarily our our leader. And there's different things that different girls contribute to leadership in the team. And 
from what I see, I think it's really taking people under your wing and giving them confidence and setting a good example. A leader is someone that you want to be like and you, you know, improve your way of doing things to be a bit more like them. Yes, absolutely. And as such a successful female athlete, do you have a lot of young girls that aspire to be like you and approach you and, and you know, want to be like you when they grow up? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit weird. I'm still um, getting used to that aspect of being at a high level in sport. Yeah, but I do get younger girls approach me or when I speak to them, they say, oh, you know, you're so strong and amazing and I want to be like you. And uh, yeah, it's strange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm flattered, but yeah, it's it's a bit hard to get your head around someone wanting to be like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is there advice or any sort of messaging that you like to give to those girls now? Getting used to that idea of being a bit of a role model, I've become much more conscious in my actions of what I do portrays onto others. So I think one of the main things that I want to show younger athletes is that there's good ways to be an elite sports person. A lot of people think that you have to be really strict and make huge sacrifices and that sport needs to be your number one thing. But one of my main mottos is like balance in my life. And I want to show that to younger girls that they can especially put their family and friends as a priority in their life and focus on all those other things that make you a fuller person. And then when you're happy, you're going to be a good athlete as well. Like it comes into it. Yes, that's fantastic advice. I mean, that's great advice for anyone to be able to try to find that work-life balance. And I think particularly for athletes, you just imagine that your life must be so dedicated every second of your day to achieving such great success that it's wonderful to hear that that is something that you do strive for and advise others to aspire to achieve in their own life. Do you have a special sort of routine or anything you like to do to prepare on a race day? Um, I'm not so like really superstitious in that way, but I, I do, I guess, have methods that I like to use to calm myself and like mentally prepare for a race. So Generally, it'll be like I might do a breathing technique or something to like calm me. And also quite common in sport is using visualisation as a method. So you sort of imagine the successful process that you're about to undergo and you play that through in your head. And then once you're in that scenario, it becomes a lot easier to do it because it's like it's a memory so, yeah, that's that's something that I do, yeah, especially when it's an event that I feel particularly nervous about or is quite important. I'll do that as like a little mind training. <laughs> yeah. Do you do that on the day or in the lead up as well? Um, a bit of both. If it's an event that like is really important or if there's some hurdle that I'm like trying to overcome, I'll plan it out it's sort of like mental training is what 
on top of my physical training, I'll do that as a thing leading up to the event and then on the day as well just to, like, top up and prepare on the day. Yeah, so it's both. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Can you give me an example of a breathing technique that you would do on the day? Um, oh, it's very... <laughs> it's, it's good. It'll sound a bit weird, but it's like very simple. Yeah. It's literally just like a long breath out and then like a shorter breath in and you do that until your heart rate comes down. So you start with the out breath? <laughs> yeah, so the out breath is more important because um, often when you're anxious you like do really shallow breathing and you don't mm. actually empty all the air from your diaphragm. Yes. So... I I probably should know the science of it a little bit more, but um, well, yeah. if it works, if we know it, it works, works for you. <laughs> it works, and it like you know you get more oxygen in your body, but it also does something to I think the chemicals that calm you. So yeah, so it's all through the mouth, out first, completely exhaling um, all the air. Yeah, it can be through the nose as well. Um, okay. Yeah, it's not specific, I don't think. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So during a ride, what keeps you motivated? What's going through your head? Um, uh, yeah, during like a general ride, I use it as a bit of a like meditative time. If it's just a long ride with no, you know, specific hard intervals or anything like that. But if I'm doing something that's really hard, I guess we sort of use a sort of disassociation sort of process so that you don't feel the pain as much or you, um, yeah, you're trying to like get out of your body a little bit or sometimes I just have like self-talk in my head that's like, you know, just focusing on the process, like just like however long more of this and then you'll be through it. Yeah, I mean, none, none of it's some like out of this world technique but I think the more times you go through a hard process and get to the other end and feel the satisfaction from it the easier it becomes to do it again Mm. because you know that that pain is only in the moment and it's not going to last forever yes and that will pay off in the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the, the rewards hopefully should be worth <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So how do you find strength to keep going when, you know, when you're exhausted or when, you know, you've been faced with an injury? Yeah, so I've had lots of injuries. I, I said earlier that I stopped running because of the injuries, but I've had just as many in cycling, but they're a little bit different. You know, you have, you break bones in crashes but it's always it's quicker to get back on the bike than it ever was to get back running so (laughs) you know you go through pain but you heal a bit quicker because it's a low impact sport yep so yeah I've I've had a lot of injuries but I don't know it's like this crazy thing that happens when you're really at the pits that you never want to leave it in the bit where it's bad (laughs) (laughs) so I always have extra motivation when I'm injured and so it gives you more motivation to recover so that you can get back to the training is that sort of where your head's at at that point yeah I like being injured is like a sad place to be 
Yeah. Um, so you want to fast track back to your like most recent happy memory. And that's when you were like fit and doing well. And there's always that feeling that you haven't quite, you know, done everything that you want to do. So you're never going to give up in that low point. You want to finish on a high yes. whenever you're going to finish, whatever that means. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, it's always just a process of putting like one foot ahead of the other. Just take one step. Tomorrow will be better. The next day will be better. Yes, yes. Great advice for anyone in <laughs> lockdown right now as well or anyone dealing with this pandemic, like one day at a time, one step at a time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need to take away the big picture a little bit and just focus on the next thing that's within your control. It can become really overwhelming if you think this is where I want to be and this is where I am now. Like how am I ever going to get there? But if you're like, well, I just want to be a little bit better by the end of today and then you think that like every day and eventually you're where you want you're to be. There. Yes. Like, yeah, just exactly. like that. It's yeah. magic. Yeah, just the next step, the next step. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you were injured, what did you learn about yourself and about the process of recovery? In terms of like physical recovery, I've learned how amazing our bodies are. The body can break down and then repair itself. And, and again, you know, you can use it at its full potential. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also... I think the main thing that I've learned from being injured is that adaptability. Whenever I'm injured, I'm like, all right, this isn't ideal, but this is where I am. And I just have to change my mindset and my daily routines for this current situation. But there's no point getting too upset about it because this is what it is and I have to deal with what, what's here. Yeah. Yeah, accepting and adapting to the situation so you can move forward. What has been the most difficult decision of your career? Um, There's been points that have been difficult. I think one of the earlier ones was I I could have um, gone to be professional maybe like a season before I did Mm. and... I decided that I wanted to develop more um, as a cyclist in Australia and I wanted to have more time with my family and, like, preparing mentally as well for the next step. That was quite hard because I felt pressure. There's always pressure in elite sport that there's not much time and that you need to, like, push forward as much as possible. So... I took a year longer before making the commitment to go overseas full time. And I'm I'm glad I did that because I think that I'm better for it. And there's also been some other other times where I've had to sort of choose between cycling and some other important things in my life and I chose the other things and yeah, that, that's hard because you think that you're going to risk your career, but in the end 
it's been fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I'm, and the other things are more important to me, even though I, you know, it's my career is awesome and I love it, but those other things are going to be with me for life and this is not for life. So yeah, I think those are the hardest decisions. So what would have been your greatest achievement in cycling and why? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last, year 2019 I won the national championships for the time trial which is an individual event where you you go as fast as you can over a certain distance and other people compete over that same course okay so yeah I won the national championships for that and yeah that I think that's that's probably my favorite win just because I really focused on it. And at the time, people didn't really think that I could do that. And I sort of felt like I, you know, proved myself in that moment. So that was quite significant for me. Yes. Congratulations. That's incredible. Was it something, was that something that drived you even more knowing that well, I'm going to prove everyone wrong and just show them that I can do this. Did you have that like self-belief that you could do it? Yeah, I, I had the self-belief that I could do it and I felt a little bit like I I wanted other people to believe what I believed. I was able to prove that. I mean, it wasn't, I, I don't really feel like I was going out there to prove everyone wrong, but I mm. wanted to prove it to myself. And Yes, yes. And what was your time? My time over, um, so the, the course was just under 30 kilometres. Oh, my God. My time. Whoa, um, <laughs> that's long. My time was like 43 minutes wow. or less, I think. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yeah, struggling to remember the specifics <laughs> now, but, yeah. Wow. yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. Incredible. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> So if you could provide any advice to other athletes and aspiring athletes out there, what would that be? Uh, I think, yeah, it's um, similar to what I brought up before about being, to follow your dreams, you don't necessarily have to put that ahead of everything else in your life to the point where you're not going to be happy. Like, you know, there's some personalities that, can do that and be happy with that. But I think majority of people actually do need a balance in their life. And if there's something you're passionate about to make sure that you take other people in your life along on that journey. So like, don't keep it as a solo endeavor because the more you share it with people, the more beautiful it is when you achieve it. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Is that something where the people in your life, your family and friends, they're not cyclists? Like the people in my family like ride bikes, but they're not in the cycling world. Mm. But yeah, I try and share the experience with them and I don't I don't want to be like this person that everyone needs to like bow down to and like make sure everything's <laughs> okay and tiptoe around like I want them to feel like they're on the journey and it's their success as well 
So nice. It's so beautiful <laughs> when you can share your success with someone. I think it's like traveling, like, you know, sometimes it's just so exciting if you can share something amazing that you're looking at. Or yeah, experiencing. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think lots of people have had that experience when they've been in a beautiful place. I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't here alone and I could like be like, oh, look at that sunset and just like point it out to someone else. And Yes, yeah. So yeah. share all of your big wins and medals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing this chat with me today, Grace. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and hearing about all of your amazing success. And I wish you all of the best for all of your future cycling endeavours. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast, Samantha. It's been great. Thank you for listening to the Footprints of Leadership podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify to be notified of our next episode. You can find more on our socials at Footprints Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Giraffe Consulting. If your business is ready for a new perspective, visit giraffeconsulting.com.au.